Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 132 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Man, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. I'm one of your hosts, Stuart Clark, and the gang is back. First of all, I want to wish you a happy new year. I hope Christmas and the holidays was good for everyone. So I'm joined by two of our usual suspects and a very special guest tonight, um, although uh, all of all of our hosts know him quite well. But we're, we're first going to start from on the north shore of Lake Erie, where he hosted Christmas for between 14 and 3,000 people. Didn't catch a cold and the plague until the next day. Mr. Jeff Highland, how are you, sir? Yeah. Fine, really doing well, really doing well. Sticking his tongue out there, you know. It's yeah. I don't know, that still doesn't look 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 good, pal. No, I'm telling you. No, actually, I'm really quite good. My wife is doing her best to to stay on the opposite side of the house from me, uh, and that's been going on for a week. And uh, we sort of shoved food along the floor to each other, but that's about it. But otherwise, okay. no, it's not COVID. Although my daughter does have it, but she's in Halifax, Nova Scotia, so. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. So that's some right. social distancing right there. Yeah, it's social distancing. Yeah. And the voice you hear is from the western side of Chicagoland, from the fine state of Illinois. Our U.S. Our U.S. presence. Um, yeah. What more? What more can I say about it, Mr. Terry Meesley? Uh The less, the better. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. And our special guest. We have a very special guest guest tonight, kids. Um, we know him well. Uh, it's Mr. Frank Donati. He is president of IPMS London. I nominated him for 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 the role. Oh, and I know. And then to Jeff's and I horror, it <sighs> kind of went it, it kind of went to his head. And then the next thing we know, he is now the new national director and secretary of IPMS Canada. Frank, the fool, the fool. <laughs> A pleasure to have you with us tonight, sir. Well, thank you very much for having me here, Stuart. I appreciate it. Yep. Uh, no. Come on. No, no, no. Honestly, you're starting to sound mature, Frank. Cut it out. I know. Well, we, what, what do you want me to say? From the South Shore of Lake Erie? Or, well, from, 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 from St. Thomas, Thomas, where, where everything Thomas. is 25% better, including my waistline after Christmas. There we go. That's right. Exactly. From the bustling town of elephant killing trains, it's Frank Donati. Huzzah. There's a Huzzah. <laughs> There we go. So, yes, uh, Frank is in, Frank builds a lot of armor stuff. Uh, you know, ground ground targets, as his aircraft guy says, but there's a fine job on them. But he is expanding out, uh, and we'll talk about that short, shortly. Expanding out in model kits, he's already talked about his waistline. And when he's not, and when he's when he's not 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 pursuing all this fun stuff, he is a. Give me, make sure I get it right. A fire inspection instructor. Is that how we word it? I'm the professor program coordinator for two fire related programs at Fanshawe College here in London. Right, and so they're fire like, inspection yep. and. Fire alarm technician. Yeah. See, and that is an awesome thing. It's really good to see uh, the social media up there, keeping people safe. With, you, just with... need, 
you just need to add a third course there, like fire creation, just to sort of maintain. <laughs> Always working on that. Give well, I am. I am the god of all things fire. That's how I introduced myself on campus. So. Oh dear. Yes, and that's why that's why his kids, in terms of his his kids at Fanshawe, kind of raised their eyes at that point, rolled their eyes. He's also supported by a wonderful, lovely wife who, like my wife, knows how to knit and has pointy sticks. And his wife and my wife know each other, so we're both screwed. Along, yep. right? And just like Jeff's wife, Jeff wife knows him. All, all these mm -hmm. knitters, we have to be careful. And a wonderful son and a wonder, wonderful daughter come out. They all come out and help at our annual show every year. Okay, so we're gonna just get right into it. We're gonna we're gonna talk to Frank a little bit about IPMS Canada a little bit later and all the exciting things things happening. Uh, but first, as always, we want to thank our Patreon and Buy Me a Coffee supporters. Don't forget, uh, we love uh, hearing from you via email, scalemodelpodcast at gmail.com. And we've also got that What We Like page. I've got to do some more editing to it. Uh, the Patreon, Buy Me a Coffee, What We Like, it all supports the podcast. You know, it, we can't do it for free. We have to host the audio files and the images and all that good stuff. So we really appreciate your support. Okay, lots of shows coming coming soon. I got a couple of emails from some people. Uh, first off, of course, is BuffCon, hosted by IPMS Niagara Frontier. That's on Sunday, April April the 27th, I said. You said 7th. I said 7th. Sorry, 7th. I don't know why I said 27th. But anyway, um, always a good show uh, just across the border from us here. Um, so they always get a good, uh, a good, uh, Canadian con contingent. So make sure, uh, you, 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 check them out. Um, I know Anthony's always done well at that show. Uh, yep. so he enjoys that show. And then I also heard from the mid Michigan, uh, model makers. They're presenting on Saturday, February the 3rd, their, uh, mayhem 4M mayhem original TV at the Saginaw TV series at the Saginaw Valley state university in university, uh, Center, Michigan, just north of the city of Saginaw. Uh, double the space, double the vendors, double the parking. Ten times the fun. It's their 39th annual show. You know what? I like this. 11 classes, over 35 categories, and I like this bit. Gundams welcomed. Yeah. <laughs> just Gundams. No, but you know what? It's it's a, it's a <laughs> start. It's a start. And you know what? Best, best of all, once again this year, they're going to be having the Macon Bacon food truck on site. Mm. Now, if that's not a reason... Uh, you know, to check it out. There we go. So a lot yep. of good sponsors. Um, so yeah, definitely, definitely check that that one out. I've again, I've never made this show, but I've always heard it's an excellent show. And then we have the Dupont County. Who did put? Did, did, I put this in DuPage this County go, here. Go in, ahead. Um, local here. It's a essentially it's a big swap meet. Uh, the DuPage cool. County Plastic Kit and Model Show. Apparently, it's the eighty first. Wow. I, I've been a couple of times, um, and it's it's a big flea market sort of setup. Oh, In fact, fun. I think that that uh, building gets used as a, a weekly flea market yeah. as well. That would be cool. That would be cool. So definitely check 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 that out. 150 oh. tables available. Two rooms. Buy, sell, trade, list, browse. Come out and have a great time. 2015 West Manchester Road, Wheaton, Illinois. Wheaton, Illinois. How far away is that from you, Terry? Uh, about, about 40 minutes, That's half an hour. Everything around here is 45 minutes away. Yeah. Lucky you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that works well. 
All right, uh, let's move on. Uh, Airfix has once again screwed me. Thank you, Airfix. Uh, yeah. We're recording this on January the 8th. They've decided to do their range launch on January 9th. So just like last year, I may insert something in here. Uh, we'll just see what, what's new, coming new from Airfix. All right, we, we made our predictions last year, and none of them yeah. came true. Yeah. But what are our predictions this year? Are we still going uh, with the uh, 24th scale Westland Wapati? Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah let's go with that. <laughs> Let's yeah, let's let's let, let's go with that. Frank, what do you think from the armor side? Uh, not a clue. I haven't <laughs> built Airfix, and all I've seen is their reboxes recently. So, yep, yep, they mostly well, they've been doing armored they cars. A, they did a couple originals. Yeah, yeah. It would it would be nice to see a staghound from them. That would be that would be pleasant. But you know, with the way everything's going, I'm going to guess a uh, Hetzer. <laughs> you know, everyone else is everyone else In, is sure. Why the hell not? In one forty-third scale. Yeah. <laughs> That's a thought. It's a thought. Okay, we'll we'll throw those in and and we'll see what happens. But you know they've, you know they released some other things late, 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 lately. We'll talk about the Buccaneer in, in a little bit. I so, think they'll re-release their little their small uh, what do you call it Bristol Bull uh, Bristol Bloodhound missile kit. They already did the classics. See, Classic. they already released it. Yeah, yeah the classics that doesn't count. Well, yeah, we have new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, did they, they do a vampire yet? They've maybe there oh. we go. I'll throw you in for the vampire. They've done a vampire, yeah. They did it. I they thought did they a did a vampire, yeah. They did, they did yeah. a while ago. Hmm. Look at, look yeah. at Frank, his eyes are glazing over. Who the hell cares? I was reminiscing because I saw a vampire at an air show here in St. Thomas a few years right. ago. Well, oh. You know, oh, nice. And you know, and and and, and didn't wasn't John Travolta, Travolta was supposed to be making a movie based on the on the um, yeah, the, he's making a movie story? based on the Good Shepherd. Yeah, the shepherd. Ah. The does. other one is, is uh, tornadoes have been a little bit underserved recently. That's true. That's true. There could be, you know, a like modern tornado kit subject. would yep. would do well. That's true. All right. Anyway. Any bad weather. Any bad weather is good. I will, <laughs> depending what happens here, I will insert it. So we'll take a five second pause here. So I see that in the timeline. And then hopefully after this pause, you'll hear my voice telling telling you all who was right. All right, here's all the news from the Airfix 2024 announcements that came out on January 9th. Uh, three or four brand new tools, so let's just get into it right away. First off is the 172nd scale Boeing Chinook HC-1, available for pre-order now. Uh, Nice-looking kit in 72nd of the uh, very familiar twin-engine helicopter used here, there, and everywhere. Also, a one. 72nd consolidated B24H Liberator. Uh, this is the H model, all new tooling as well. Also a 148th Bristol Bulldog Mark II, and this is in, like I said, 148th scale, and I don't think it's been a while since we've seen that. Also going to be happening a starter set. This is a new tool, an RNLI Shannon Class Light Lifeboat. I'm looking forward to that. As well, they've got a lot of other new things. So uh, make sure you check on the uh, Airfix site. They're doing a lot of uh, re-releases, including a de Havilland Chipmunk, the D-Day Fighters gift set, uh, some starter sets again, the Mission Schmidt BF-109 F4. They're going to pre-order from their classic range, the Bristol 192 Belvedere. Um, just a wide variety I'm just looking at here. They've also got quick builds. Uh, the quick build, they're going to do a Sherman Firefly and a Tiger Tank. 
as well as a Bugatti Chiron. Uh, that is all available for pre-order now. And a lot of other ones with decal schemes, stuff like that. So if we keep going through the line here, um, I did mention the Tiger. They are going to do a vintage classic of the Hanley Page Ham Hampton in 172nd scale, as well as a quick build of the Ford F-150 Raptor in gray, as well as an Audi TT Coupe in blue. So all sorts of interesting stuff going to be coming out from Airfix. Like I say, a lot of these you can pre-order now. Make sure you uh, check them out. And uh, yeah, so hopefully uh, there'll be something there for everyone. Okay, so that was from Airfix. Um, some sad news there. Uh, aviation artist Robert Taylor's passed away. Yeah. I just saw that this morning. Uh, very famous guy. You may have not recognized the name, but you'll be familiar with a lot of the work. Mm -hmm. I found a site that from Aces High that has a lot of his work. Um, and just, yeah, there's something here everyone will recognize. My cousin and I, when we lived together, uh, one of his Spitfire paintings was in the living room for six, seven years. That was the centerpiece of our of our, of our home. Awesome. Very good. Yeah. His stuff is iconic. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, our condolences to his family and uh, all that. So, yeah. All right, uh, let's talk about on the latest issue on of As the Sprue Turns, the latest show, <laughs> otherwise known as IPMS USA. No, um, you know what? Kudos to the team in Madison. They are trying. Um, but again, once again, looks like some malcontents and uh, bad people decided to game the system. So what happened was they had phase one of the initial block of rooms in Madison going up um, last Saturday. And it was supposed to go up Saturday at noon. They were going to release the code. Um, but apparently some people had gamed the system. Some people, from my understanding, from reading all the kerfuffle, had basically made the reservation and then basically said, oh, I'm actually on the executive or I'm a reserve thing or somehow the code got out. And they were doing this to the poor people at the Hilton uh, prior to noon. Yeah. And what's worse, people were bragging about it. Not cool, guys. Yeah. Not cool. So, of course, a lot of people went, you know, obeyed the rules, went on at 12 Central, and the block was sold out already at 12 Central. Worse, worse than a Britney Spears sale at Ticketmaster, shall we say. Um, you know, so a lot of upset people, a lot of not good behavior, guys. In the end, it's a hobby. It's a model show. There will be more blocks of uh of stuff coming up and uh again kudos to the organizers for keeping a cool head trying to keep people calm um they're doing a fine job um yeah they're they're promising a show different and that's what they're still hoping to do but you know guys you gotta you know if, if any of you here are listening to this and you and you pulled that crap not impressed yeah, um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. I, I started reading some of these things. And I thought, oh, God, not again. Like, come on. The guys who are working these things and trying to set these, like the nationals in particular, up are killing themselves. These are, they're volunteers. They're doing it like hmm. as far as they can. And yeah. it's not, this type of stuff happens all the time. Yeah. It's going to happen when you have a mid market uh, city for a convention. The, there are no very few cities that have hotels with over 800 rooms that you can just book in and do this stuff. So there are always going to be people who are disappointed. 
there's no need to bellyache about it. Just get a hotel room somewhere else. It's not yeah, that big. It's a short walk away, and exactly, they're going to be more available. Now, a couple of interesting things. Some people did have some ideas about, you know, maybe they should get out of the hotel business. Like, like at Telford, they don't. You know, mm -hmm. the convention in the UK, they don't do it. People make their own things. Now, some other suggestions, and I think this would have been a good one. If you're if you're a vendor and you're going to vend, maybe you know you should be ahead of the line because you know there were some people threatening, saying we can't vend now because we can't find a room. I'm sure mm -hmm. that's going to change. Um, you know, so you know maybe there's some different I, I, I ideas going forward. But I know I know Jeff Hearn and his team, they're doing they're 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 doing what they can, and uh, so yeah, they don't deserve. They don't deserve this crap. I, I was I was talking to to Jeff uh, mm -hmm. on the weekend while this was going down when he had cooled down enough to come and chat with us. And yeah, uh, um, yeah he was fit to be tied. And then, of course, what you didn't point out, Stuart, mm -hmm. was the announcement of where the Republican National Convention was going to be. Oh, I missed that. Where where, where is it going to be? In Wisconsin. Oh, at around the same time. Cute. So uh, we're going. Uh, I'm going with a bunch of friends. You're going and... to, no, hold on. You're going to Nats, not the Republican National Convention. Yeah, no, no. Let's that's get another trip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's there goes right. there goes there goes the ratings right there, kids. Okay. So, so um, I uh, but we're we're booking a, an Airbnb and and uh, we were we were looking at moving towards the lake at four thousand dollars a night. Yeah was going to be all that was left until he pulled the trigger. And we, we got like, there's 12 of us staying in an Airbnb. Um, there's a nickname for it. I just went with sweat lodge for now, but uh, uh, it's uh, the it's, Canadian embassy. No, 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 uh, no, that's Wonderfest. We'll leave that with Wonderfest. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it was, uh, it was pretty hairy with, uh, with all that going on. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, like I know you're going to be going, I'm pretty sure now I'm not going to be able to make it this year. Uh, Terry, are you, are, are you going? Um, I'm hoping to. Okay. Yeah, at least a little bit. Yeah, I don't know if I'll good. be up there the whole time. And what about you, Mr. Highland? Probably not. Probably okay. not. So we'll have, Bill. To, we'll have to rely on, on Frank and Terry. To Go with us. Bill. Bill's going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really? I know. Yeah, we'll, we'll have Bill in the camper. Also. Yep. We'll see what happens. <laughs> At the Walmart. Anyway, we will have oh, coverage. The even if we're not there, there. So the Walmart will be full. So. Yeah. Even if we're not, even if we're not there. Even if uh, a few of us aren't there, we'll still have plenty of nationals coverage. <laughs> not to worry. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Okay. And last but not least, this isn't directly related to model kit building, but it is. Uh, again, this morning, uh, there was an email out from Hatton's Model Railway. Uh, they're closing shop. So Hatton's to the Model Railway guys, they are one of the big three over in the UK, where model railroading is still pretty big, but it's has its ups and downs too so this would be the equivalent of hanitz or hobby link japan shutting sh shutting down okay um they're basically you know they're saying a bunch of issues um some of it's related to brexit and especially now because these these uk model shops they they serve the world um particularly for the unique british model railway stuff which is very popular all over the world. Um, but yeah, they've been around since 1946. The, they're saying the company's not insolvent. It's being wound down in orderly fashion, leaving no outstanding debts. Changing market conditions have had a large impact on the business. We have seen this in declining customer numbers, changing customer demographics and supply chain disruption. Increased cost of compliance has become a large factor. Brexit, GST and other operational costs of running an international business have all increased dramatically 
over the last few years. They don't have an exact date now, date yet, but they do have a sale now. A couple of interesting things. They bought a U.S.-based uh, train shop organization, mail order shop in the fall. So the rumor mills already fired up saying, you know, are they just going to start working out of the U.S.? Um, you know, and not have to put up with all the Brexit crap possibility. But, you know, the model train market is getting very expensive. It's a, you know, yes, they're in the golden age too, like we are, but when you're paying two or 300 or more for an engine, it's very expensive now, especially for new people to get in. Um, so that may be a big part of it. I'm trying to reach out to some people, see if I can get some more information. But I do know, like you look here at our local stores, you're paying three, 400 for an engine. And over yeah. there, it's, it's just like that. So the secondary market does very well um, at swap meets and stuff like that. They do have younger guys getting into it, but it's very expensive for net new. And again, if you're, uh, you know, and Hatton's as well as uh, Rails of Sheffield, in addition to Hornby, which is, you know, Airfix is also owned by, uh, you know, they were producing their own new new product as well. Um, you know, because there is some demand there, but again, very expensive. So it'll be interesting to see, but, you know, because again, I do know some people, uh, Chris Metting sent this to me, like gave me a heads up um, when he posted it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what else happens, you know, and again, the hobbies changes. So yeah, interesting. And again, if you like your uh, railroad stuff, you might find something at a good deal. Um, I don't know what the pound's going for in the Canadian dollars these days, but in the past, I've always gotten better deals from the UK than from the US. So interesting. Yeah, well, that's that's sad news, but it's kind of like the passing of George's trains in in Toronto a number of years ago. That yep. was like mecca for Canada. Well, same idea, and, yeah. And like this, these guys, you know, I feel bad like for the various railroad magazines because these guys had eight page of ads. Yeah. In every, in every, uh, in every mm. one, it was like the old, you know, fine scale modeler that squadron would have seven or eight pages of advertising yeah. back in the seventies. It's the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to leave a bit of a hole, but again, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens there with, 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 with them, but yeah, most unfortunate. Uh, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Okay. Didn't get much in the mailbag. Everyone was off, off for Christmas, which is fine. So let's get into our latest hobby announcements, including our good friends at Special Hobbies. We like Special Hobby because they, they keep their website up to date. <laughs> um, so the that's, first... your major, that's your main factor. I know that yeah, for you. Yeah. They keep their yeah. website. They don't rely on Facebook. Exactly. So I'm yeah. glad to support them. Uh, so first up is the 172nd CASA C212-300-400. Uh, it's a Spanish Air Force uh, transport aircraft. Twin That's engine, nice. stole capability. Yep, whole different bunch of models. Mass production launched in both Spain and Indonesia. Uh, yeah, various modes over the years. They fly all over the world. Lots of operators of, of them, particularly in Africa. Uh, it's, a nice, the, it's kind of almost like a bulkier twin otter sort of thing. Yeah, basically, yeah, same yeah, idea. Yeah. yeah, the Australians use it. The They fly them to Antarctica, uh, Indonesia, Thailand, Thailand, Vietnam, Philippines, etc. A long-nose variety, uh, including a South African Air Force machine and a Venezuelan airframe in service and an Argentine Coast Guard machine. So that's pretty cool. Okay, here's one for Frank in the teeny tiny 172nd scale. <laughs> An SD 
KFZ 250-1B. The newer Oscar from? Okay. All right, there you go. Uh, <laughs> so this was what? This was a special one. They, they wanted it to increase the number of half tracks. Uh, the chassis of existing non-armored ones were used, and they designed a new armored hexagon-shaped hull at rather <laughs> significant angles. That's cool. Yeah, I've, I've never built one that small. I, I, I like those. I have a friend who's really into these. He buys all the noise, which are the smaller wheelbase ones. But yeah. uh, that would definitely be uh, something that would 6, enter the stash 000, for a very short time. 6,000 mm -hmm. in total, over 6,000. Uh, interesting color schemes, including a vehicle from 1945 in Berlin. So there we go. Next up, we have the Italian Air Force, the Marchetti SF. 260M. This is an Italian trainer sports and aerobatic airplane uh, available quite commonly worldwide. Uh, but the Italian, the Belgians, and the Irish use it. So I know the guys at IPMS uh, Ireland are excited about this. Uh, this was first released in October 2020, and it sold out in two months. So wow. they have re-released -re -re it. Yeah, there's interest in the trainers and aerobatic oh, planes, yeah. for sure. Exactly. Yeah, I know. It looks like looks like a pretty simple kit, though. I mean, it, yep. it doesn't look bad, but it just looks very simple. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, nice looking. Now it's not big in 72nd. Mm -hmm. True. Okay, now I don't know what the, what they have here. So, P-40, I think this is one out of five they're going to do. The P-40 Warhawk, the sh short fuselage in 172nd scale. Uh, it featured a wider style tail fin, three sprues, a uh, couple of different schemes. So this is a particular model, had a specific type here. Uh, also featured short tail variety and also featured a wild, wider style tail fin. Mm. Mm. Looks nice if you're a P40 guy. Lots of decals, of course. Decals look cool. Decals yeah. look very nice, yeah. Also, Ooh, I like the pre-cut masks, etc. The box, Frank? yeah, that's the box. The classic box next. The Clean lines for cars. Yep. One sprue yeah. looks good. Yep. One eighty-seven to one forty-third. Easily yep. finished too. Oh yeah, it's almost pre-painted. Thirteen yeah. by eight by almost six centimeters. All right, and then we have some accessories from the recently released Ventura one forty-eight, the pilot cockpit. A detail upset, photo etch 3D, resin, yeah. etc. Uh, then you've got the for the half track, you've got the guns with the armor shield, some nice photo etch. They do nice jobs with these. And then we have a Vickers machine gun from World War One, 135th scale, a PPSH 41, the Soviet submachine gun. That looks nasty, doesn't it? Oh. Oh, I remember I love... playing that. I remember playing that in Call of Duty World of War. That's the one everyone wanted. That's like prey and spray, the ultimate prey and spray. <laughs> My son, that's anytime he plays anything, it's it, Papa Shaw. That's his yeah. favorite. That's the nickname yep. for it. That's his favorite. Even I bought him a Nerf gun. He converted it with cardboard yep. into a. Into <laughs> a of course he did. I know because it's like high rate of fire. Like literally, you yeah. want to like like take care of a room. You just stick it in and press the trigger and just spray around. Well, I did my parenting as peace through superior firepower. Well, that's right. So exactly. And they turned out well. So, you know, 
We should also mention your son also also uh, paints Warhammer just like you do. I don't know. Did you get him into it, or did he get you into Warhammer? I I may have been somewhat to blame for that. There's okay. a slight influence there, but yes, he has taken the gateway drug, and I'm I'm working him. Uh, we got him a Bane blade for Christmas. Oh, and so a Bane blade is just one or two steps away from that monster I recently made. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. All righty. Uh, then they have the Tempest Mark V for the Airfix, the 172nd kit. I've got that kit. That's a nice looking engine. Mm. And the fuselage tanks. Beautiful. Yeah, that is actually really It does good. look really good. Same, same, yeah. Almost the same price I paid for the kit. But that's <laughs> all right. Look at the detail there. Mm. And then you've also got the Tempest Pilot, a dog and a mechanic, and a mechanic with the accumulator uh, trolley. Make it all schemed up there. He's got the accumulator trolley on the leash, not the dog. Go <laughs> figure. Right? Well, the dog's well well trained where the trolley is. Trolley Must wanders be. off, obviously. Must obviously, be. you know. All right. Uh, Ravel, Ravel, Germany. They got the Star Wars license and they're doing some new tool stuff. Um, so they've got a new tool speeder bike in 112 scale, which will work with your Bandai figures. So, uh, yeah, this is a new tool speeder bike. A, a Scout Trooper and Grogu is due early next year. Uh, so 102 parts. Uh, they expect in March, 65 euros. It's going to be fairly big. Yeah, pretty good size. Ooh. 112. <laughs> Lots of goodies on there. Wow. Yep, nicely done. The people who do the kits for Ravel's photo shoot do a really nice job. And if you look, if you look at the last picture, look, look what's in the pouch. Yeah, a very, a very annoyed, a very annoyed Gro Grogu. How long? Yeah. How, how, how long before he? Uh, how long before he like uses the force and the guy falls off? <laughs> All righty, mini art, mini art. You've heard of these guys, Frank, right? Oh, a Maybe. little bit, just a yeah. little. They got their catalog out. Wake up screaming. Yeah. A lot of stuff, 135th and all that. So a lot of 48th, Terry will be pleased. A lot of P47 stuff, a lot of the stuff we've already covered. Yeah, so much stuff, right? Those yep. new mini arc P47s look great. Yeah, uh, we've got a Junkers F13 passenger plane. Yeah. And of course, you know, they're basically toking over where Tamiya was, particularly in 148th and 135th. Any sort of diorama accessory or person they have now. I'm convinced now. Everything. Every possible thing. All they need to do now is is to make a a one forty eighth model of a one forty eighth kit. You know, a, a model of a model that would be kind of cool. Uh, they're also getting into seventy second scale. Look at all these stugs, Frank. More you know, these guys and their. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love stugs. They're fun to build. But I mean, it's getting to the point now. You know, they're going to make the stug that came out April 1944 yep. Yep. on a damp Thursday yep. right, <laughs> by Helmut, who was doing the finishing well. So and he, did, and because, he didn't do it well, and he missed yeah. one bit. So right, had, because they, they skipped a few rivets. Yeah, yeah. he had a bit of a hangover that morning. And well, In this one, we will move the casement a millimeter to the left. Yeah, done. <laughs> New kit. But, you know what? And I 2023 mean, was the year of the Stug. It sells, obviously, so... <laughs> well, you know, the thing I, I, I'd love to get one of these because I, I've done their 135th and I did the uh, O series, the, yep. the uh, prototype is fantastic. Fiddly is all, uh, oh, is I all know. get. I know. But I'd like to see what these are. I'd like to try to uh, put a couple of these. Like together. I say, that Musuru cup, you know, I just can't deal with the small crap anymore. Oh, and there we go. 
That's this, why this catalog is immense. Yeah. Smaller scale buildings, 170 seconds, various buildings, World War One military vehicles. The armor cars are all cool. One day. Those are pretty cool. I kind of yeah. like the British B type mm -hmm. armored, armored lorry. That's that you get a lot of fun with that. Yep. All sorts of good, good, good possibilities there. And then we've got 35th scale, all sorts uh, of stuff. Tons and lot, tons. A lot of guys in the States were happy to see that cargo trailer, the Ben Hur show up. That yeah. that is probably I, I got a friend who's bought three of them Jeepers. of that kit. Yeah. Okay. Hey, there you go. A lot of Russian stuff, salt guns, tanks, you name it, bulldozers, opal blitz. More and more idea there. Uh, a Stug interior kit. Yeah, all sorts. It just goes on Honestly, and on. How about just, the M3 Stewart? M3 Stewart in interior and without. No doubt the Commonwealth honeys will be part of the range. Oh, yeah. yeah, and then there's you get down into all the civilian stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the tractors and the all the people delivery yeah. trucks yeah. and yeah. Stuff. accessories and people. Yeah, exactly. All different schemes. Lots of civilian sets now. British waiters, French waiters, German waiters. I still uh, like the London, the B-type London omnibus, nineteen nineteen. Yeah, is, I'm gonna have to do one of those. Yeah, there, that's gorgeous. I remember Airfix did one. They also have yeah. sheep. They still have sheep and farm animals, so that's always good. You, you and sheep. I'm really good. Yeah, I'm married to a knitter. You're married to a knitter. Remember? <laughs> Just saying. Interior, mm -hmm. interior, a BTR four E. In Yugoslavia, a lot of modern stuff. Yeah, it this just goes on. Oh, that the the Bucephalus is the one I'm I'm yeah, that's gonna end up in the house. That's gonna end up yeah. in the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That uh, is a pretty neat looking beast, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. He doesn't know yet, but it's gonna end up here. All right. Mm. And then we've got some engines, V fifty four engine, V fifty five, accessory, dozer blades, more crews, and of course the what if series, all the German the forty six stuff. I just, I just love this catalog. Oh, it's, I know. It's a pleasure the lathe. To go. The lathe. I love the lathe. Big 35th scale machine. Yeah. yeah. And then heavy you have, lathe. And then you have 35th scale cheese <laughs> products. You know, life is life is complete now. I can die a happy man. I now have 35th scale cheese products. And bread right. products for your carbs. And bread and fruit and wine and uh, railway stuff. Yeah. As we say, gentlemen, it just keeps going. Signs for every country in Europe. Uh, and then they've got some of these diorama series coming out, which is good to see. Yeah. Again, when they released some of those last year, and we featured them at one thirty fifth. And scale. looks to auto gyros. Mm. Oh, just what I need. More bloody auto gyros. Mm -hmm. I'm still having nightmares. One twenty fourth tractors. Uh, historical figures. Ah, yes. There's the auto gyros. Yes. <laughs> and then you notice they put that right at the end. There's a reason for that. I'm just saying. So anyway, that's 35th scale. At least. Yeah, you can get the complete catalog off the link right at the bottom uh, if you want to start drooling. Um, yeah, so some cool things. All right. Hobby Boss 2024 of February. Uh, so we've got the TBD-1 Devastator in 148 scale. Uh, this is the torpedo bomber uh, ordered in 34th, flew in 35, entered service in 37. Uh, yes. But then it quickly became obsolete. Uh, so a couple of schemes there, including the pre so, war. Yeah, I mean, Great Wall did one in 40th scale. Actually, yeah. a couple different ones in 48th. Yep. This looks simpler, but I, yeah, I would yeah. presume Trumpeter's not re releasing those. 
you know, be interesting to see. You got the paint <clears> mask. <throat> you got the paint mask, thank God. 39 paint masks. Oh, yeah. And it's a big are, old greenhouse. Some are duplicate. So, yeah, a lot more than 39. Uh, the, 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 uh, 17 sprues, 140 points. So, yeah, looks looks good. Engine with fine detail, detail cockpit, some photo etch. Yeah, it looks nice. Nothing wrong with that. You know what I like about this, uh, the trumpeter sites, when they do this, they show a buildup of the kit. But they mm. haven't painted it. They haven't sanded the seams. Yep. They haven't done this. right. So you get a really good sense of does it fit well? Where are the problems? You know that sort of thing. Good. I, I like that. I prefer yeah. that. Yeah, over CAD this... drawings, yeah. It, yeah, it just gives you an idea of what you're going to get. Well, even over even over a really professionally finished model, because uh, I can see those all the time. But I, th this is unusual to be able to f see a kit that's been made with no paint, no nothing. Yeah, you can, now, you can sort of see. Now, did the wings fold on this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. it's uh, set up for folded. Looks wings. like it is. Yeah, they just haven't yeah. shown it. Okay, next up uh, is a larger beast as well. One forty eight, the B twenty four J Liberator. So this is going to be one hundred and eighty seven US at Hobby Link Japan. Uh, so a midlife one, longer range than the B seventeen. You know, oh, so yep, seventy eight masks. You guys are crazy. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you don't have to mask anything. Yeah, lots of nice, lots of nice de 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 details there. Again, nice to have the mask set. Uh, this is the main variant, the J-type, 43 centimeters in length and 69 centimeters in wingspan. Tires yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it is. Yeah. It's, I'm sure it's just a scaled-down version of the 32nd. Yeah, looks good, though. Again, too big for me, but again, they'll be available soon from your local local distributor. Okay, moving on. Oh, yeah, Hobby Boss released their catalog. Now, I've only seen segments of this. That's the problem. I can't find a full PDF when I was setting up the show notes. But a couple of interesting things that was on, that was on Brit, Brit, Brit Modeler, uh, they had a couple of things. Uh, so... And in addition, they had a few other ones. I think I mentioned, do I mention the few other ones later? No. So one of the big ones was they have a 132nd S3 Viking going to be coming out from these guys. Gonna I, be huge. Yeah, that's something. Going to be huge. Also as well, uh, so we talked about the we talked about the B24, uh, a couple of uh, Falkworth 190s in 48 scale, Um Two more 109s, the E4 and E7, and then all three models of the F35 Lightning, the A, B, and C in 148 that joins hmm. an increasingly crowded market. Mm -hmm. About that. And then also a 72nd scale Avenger. There hasn't been a good Avenger in I don't know how long in 72nd scale. So again, that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, they did they did mention the uh the S3, just not on these pictures. Might be further down. Someone may have may have mentioned it, but uh, yeah, uh, the S three Viking will be a monster. So very cool as well. So yeah, more stuff coming. Hopefully, we can get our hands on an actual catalog. Okay, this was announced about a week and a half ago, uh, and a lot of people are excited about this Magic Factory. Uh, they're releasing a dual kit, a one forty eight scale all new tooling A four M Skyhawk. So much like their Corsair kit, this is going to be two in one, um, and it looks really good. Some people are very impressed so far with what they're seeing, the Skyhawk fans. Yeah, it's the A4M. 
Yeah. The late marks with the spine on there and Marines use these. Yep. And you can build even nice. earlier the late. And there is two kits in it. And very nice looking. Uh, you know, different options for the radar, etc. Um, so yeah. If it's you know, this looks very promising for Skyhawk fans. I built, I'm trying to remember the one I built for the RCF, what if I, I'd have to look back and remember which one it was, um, but it certainly didn't look as good as this. Yeah, there have been a few really, a few uh, series of these over the years. Mm -hmm. Yep, so that one's, that one's pretty cool as well. So that'll be very exciting for Skyhawk fans. Okay, Trumpeter. I just should have put this beside the Hobby Boss. They're essentially the same company. Um, <laughs> so again, oh no, this is the Hobby, but they mentioned the trumpeter. In addition, they have the Midway, USS Midway, the one to three fifty, and a German. You want to pronounce that for me, Frank? No. Well, you mean the Panzerfaustwagen? Yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> no, can you pronounce that one, Frank? <laughs> what the hell is it? Panzerfaustwagen. It looks like a train. Yeah, but it's basically it. You, you, it's it's a it's a it's a train that's armored on the sides and you sit your tank inside of it and it's got a, oh, I think it's a 38 it in it. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So basically it's an armored train, but you just, instead of doing all the conversion work, right? You just, mm. you just Simplicity. roll it in. Ikea of railway cars. There you <laughs> nice job. Perfect. And then on the right side, it does mention the SDK of said 251-22D with some other features, uh, JJ7A and the Norwegian Advanced Surface to Air Miss Missile System. N-A-S-A-M-S. Hmm. So there we go. NASAMS. Perfect. I'd say Kazuntite, you know. But there <laughs> you go. Okay, another exciting news. This one created quite a bit of buzz. Order models. They're releasing three more kits in 135th. 35th scale kids, not 32nd. Aircraft. Some aircraft guys still, still don't get it. Some of us who's built both that and ground targets know it's good diorama possibility. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the Spitfire, the Mark V B, a zero, and most most of all interesting, a monster HE one eleven H six, the twin that, engine medium bomber from the Luftwaffe. That looks really, really nice. Yeah, these are CADs. It'll be a beast. I would build this. This yeah. would be cool. Hopefully it comes with a mass come? set. Hopefully it comes with a mass set. Yeah. The work being done on the surface texture these days is I know. It's is stunning. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, the last time there was a kit in this size was the Ravel kit about 10 or 15 years ago. Um, and that was 30 seconds. So this mm -hmm. is, you know, they're obviously deciding uh, based on their sales, 35th seems to be popular. You know, again, it makes sense. But yeah, the, uh, as you say, the details there, let Terry. Well, yeah, and you're going to see the same sort of thing with that zero and that spit. Yeah. Like it's, it's got the stressed skin, which I think is a. Yeah. You need that on this kind of a plane. Yep. The underslung gondola, sterno belt or deathbed with the rear facing MG15 and the uh, 20 forward facing 20 millimeter cannon for mm. anti shipping. I didn't know they had that. That's cool. Full interior. And, and they're releasing a Spit Mark 5B to chase it down. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, that, that's a beauty. This is, that a, is, this is... That's going to be very popular. Oh, such a great looking. I mean, it's a classic looking bad plane. Yeah. Oh, and it had a yeah, little. Yeah. So yeah, that is... Mark Five B was. Yeah. Was, was an important mark too. Yeah. Eagle Squadrons flew them. Had a fixed rear facing machine gun, 
Yeah, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, the Spitfire looks good. The five B. Yeah. yeah, metal gun. I've high hopes. Yep. Uh, no other dates or details yet or pricing, uh, but we'll have to keep an eye. I'm sure there'll be people talking about it. Okay. Oh, here's the Viking. I thought I put it in. I thought I moved it higher. Okay. So yeah, this is the uh, what I mentioned before. They're going to release a 132nd S3B Viking. Uh, Trumpeter is going to. So that's going to be a monster. Uh, people are saying it's going to be a late S3B used chiefly as a tanker and land attack machine. Uh, so uncertain with we'll get a weapons bay or ASW uh, gear, but I'm sure someone will do an aftermarket. Just a nice looking aircraft. So there you go. Make some room, kids. Okay, Airfix. They do have the, they've released a limited edition of the 148 scale Blackburn Buccaneer, the S2B and RAF colors. So just like the Royal Navy one, this is the RAF variant. And it also comes with the latest exclusive collector coin. Mm-hmm. from 72 squadron looks like uh so that looks nice again for those of, i you know we we all knew they were going to build an raf one once they released the royal navy one so yeah. we knew it was just a matter of time so that looks nice again they do some nice stuff our friends at airfix okay mr frank what's going on with hetzer madness from our friends at tacon well, I brought this because, I mean, 2022 was the year of the Stug. 2023 has been the year of the Hetzer, right? Because TACOM came out with their mm-hmm. late, early, and mid uh, kits. There's interior ones now. And now we've got the Kugelblitz, the Flampanzer, and the Command Tank, right? So they've, they've got variants of it now. And the Kugelblitz looks very cool. Mm-hmm. But it's death by rhomboid for this year. Um, and I think it's great to have to have these uh, these variants that uh, to build. I mean, I'm excited. I can't wait to pick these up somewhere somehow. Yep. I also see on the Facebook message people are posting aftermarket options, running gear yep. tracks, Winter Ketten. I, I mean, yeah. it's the golden age. People yeah, are, people are very excited. So uh, much stuff. I know. So- you- so for all of these, Frank, and you, you, you'd be an expert on it, I imagine. Uh, is it the, the drivetrain that like the lower hull section is all the same and the top would be modified for each version? Yeah, sometimes the superstructure, like when you see the big disc, right, for the AA guns. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, it retains its relative shape. And uh, the thing is, is the original Hetzer itself was pretty cramped to begin with. So mm. to start making these conversions, it, it, I, I could just... I know I wouldn't fit in it. I'm six two. There's no way that I would be drafted to drive one of these things around it. Like, but it's just, it's just manned by the Hitler youth. That's what well, it is. You know, you know, necessity breeds invention, and mm. so this is where you take something that works because the Hetzer was a fantastic uh, anti-tank platform. I mean, mm. it, was a, it was an ambush. Like it was a great design. The Swiss used it up until the seventies right as the g13 so uh, this is just basically now my comment is always hetzer's gonna hetz baby hetzers are gonna hetz so and then they got this big ship the russian ship they announced coming out also which is kind of looking cool yeah exactly so yeah that'll be kind of cool as well it looks like the russian ship almost looks a little bit like space battleship yamato actually with those 
thing sticking out the bottom exactly, side. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yamoto, right? Yamoto, Yamato, <laughs> tomato, Yamato. tomato. Yamato. Yamamoto was the I gotta say it. I yep. know. I know, but it's our stick. I gotta say it. Okay. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, okay, Andy, folks. He does this at our club meetings too. <laughs> I know. I, do. I wind up, Jeff. It's, it's my role. Um, Andy's hobbies. Our latest one sixteenth one is an M8 Greyhound light armored car in the big one sixteenth scale. Um, our good friends down under it on the bench, they had a great debate. Dave was really thinking they should have come out with an M114, M11, you know, the armored, the half track. Uh, yeah, in Canadian service, you know, hmm. M118. I'm sorry. But anyway, they've come out with this instead. The M8 US light armored car. So lots of details. Lots yeah, of and 16th scale, that's still pretty good size. I know. Exactly. Exactly. So that's, that's a good choice. I, it, this is one of those subjects that doesn't really get as much due as it should. Yeah. In general, in general, the scouts and the armor cars don't get as much. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's turn over to scale mates via that custom link. This is new tool, full kits coming soon. Uh, so let's see here. We are recording this on January the 8th. So we have an alpha model of Ferrari in 124 scale couple of uh, gundams there's the f35 some of the hobby boss releases uh i love kits is doing uh the uss sullivan's the fletcher class destroyer in dd 537 more ferraris okay here's a company here ss models i've seen a lot of these various scales so they've got a steward here in all three of the popular scales uh, they've got an M2A4 in all three scales, M2A2, just the M2, you know. Is this all 3D? Is this just 3D they, printing? They must be. It must be. It must now, be. they do have one here that's 16. They are. Scale. They're all three. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. These are all three. Because there's have... no way you'd put throw molds of all that no. stuff at the same time. 3D printing U, M2A1 US medium tank. Again, 1 16th scale. Oh. Scroll big. down. You get to the good stuff. The oh, T35. I know. Look at all these. That's gonna that's gonna set you back a few. I'm looking at the uh, RBT five and the BT seven M. I mean, those are just whack looking Soviet tanks. Well, I'm glad so. they didn't make the Pershing oh, T thirty fives though. Beasts. Can, you can you imagine a a T thirty five or a Pershing in one sixteenth? The poor mailman would would hurt himself delivering it. Well, I'm I'm, 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 I'm doing a T uh, a T twenty eight, which is similar to the T thirty five and that T thirty five. I would love to get my hands on that. Yeah, I, I'm okay with 135th. If they don't want to make me 116th, you know, you I'm just going to get I'm going to get our friend Ron to print me that one tenth scale KV2, and we're good. You're good. Okay, that's good. It's a lot from SS models. It is a lot. Uh, 124th yep. SAS Pink Panther on January 7th, and also, you know, what we've all been waiting for, the one to one from Sayoto, the sesame the sesame ball plastic model. <laughs> sesame dumpling one-to-one -one scale <sighs> Looks like a few parts. and oh oh you put the rice on by hand the rice is individual click on the <sighs> link for it the sesame seeds the sesame seeds yeah <laughs> hey guys, oh you ever eaten these they're good they can be good oh, they I are know. the devil's food i know but you know what for someone if you really want to have like a zen moment you need some time to just relax and just put on who knows how many parts 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that a Zen moment. I'd call that infuriating. I know, but for some people, it's a Zen moment. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe, yeah. And you, you know, they'll sell. They'll sell. And put it next to your cup noodles. Yep. <laughs> yeah, true. Exactly. Cup noodle kit. Company called AA Models, the F15, later the RF61 reporter. Never heard of that. Looks like a something a, a prototype they must have done just post-war. Uh no, it was it was the photo recon version of the P61. Oh right, of course. So yeah, I don't know how many of them they some of them probably flew after the war as weather ships or something, but okay. Not for long. All right. Predator moving on. January 5th, Edwards coming out with an Albatross D3. Uh, let's see what else here. One eighty seventh HMS Victory. That'll be that'll be pretty large size. You you passed over it, but you'll notice that IBG is coming out with a one seventy second Semovente, which is a cool little thing. But they've been churning out quite a few Italian sort yeah. of less common stuff in that in Braille scale, and right. and uh, I'm looking forward to that because I can I'm still young enough, Stuart, to work in that scale. Well, there you go. Enough out of you. Um, <laughs> no, it's it's interesting though because again, and I've said it before, how obviously the price point to make a profit is much lower now for how many they may have to sell to make money for some of these. That's, you know, that's what I keep thinking. Uh, lots of ships there. HMS. Little Curtis. Hercules tugboat. Yeah. Ooh, the Santa T Matisa Trinidad at Trafalgar. That, that battled against HMS Vic Victory. Now, why is one 187th and one is 184? One to eighty-four. I know different companies. Just annoying. Hmm. All right, January fourth, couple of Israeli fighting IFE Boshock. Chinese stuff. Honda Fireblade. Oh yes, Edward made a big thing about this. The P fifty-one D Mustang. Yeah, we're starting to see some more information from those. Yep. Yeah, I gotta go back a couple of weeks because we haven't been here for a while. So Edward had a big fire, right? Yeah, couple years ago. Ago. a couple yep. years back. Couple yeah, years back, yeah. They're all back now. It um, it apparently wasn't as bad as they feared it would be. Oh, that's good. What else here? If we go back to December thirtieth, Brave Express, Mike Jane, some Gundam stuff, a German Rocket V two from one eighty seventh scale, uh, more from SS model. I like this one, the Russian robotic fighting vehicle from December 29th. Red Iron Models, 172nd scale. Russian version of a battle mech. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. A lot more 3D printed stuff. Where was that? Uh, under December, December 29th. 29th. Third okay. one down. Yeah. Project, Project Cyclone. There it is. Yeah. I'm just skipping. That looks, that looks angry. That just looks angry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what else here? Well, I mean, it's a it's a mad cat, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> it's the Russian version of it. I'm really going back here. Um, December 26, Project 82, the Stalingrad Battle Cruiser. Triumph model in 1700 scale. All right. Is that a new gunbuster from Bandai? Looks like. On the 26th, the glory? Yeah, well, from 2021 is a new... Yep. New tool from Gunbuster. Yeah. How about this one on Christmas Day, the twenty fifth? ATAM nine Scope Dog. Is that like is that like a future version of Snoop Dog? 
by Wave Corporation. Looks like he's out. Oh, Scope Dog's been around for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah, since what, late 70s? All right. Yeah. Oh, new it's tool. One of the classics. New tool. Even I know that. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Bendai and these other ones just keep pumping them out, yeah. though. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway. Oh, that's oh, Wave. That's a 24th scale one from Wave. That might be worth it. Look at the December 21st, second one down, Farman A6 Super. Yeah, Sport. this one I saw. Oh. We were talking about it at our club meeting. I pointed it out. That, isn't that, that, that is kind of a very steampunky sharp, I think. Yeah, we got during our build night. Then we got into looking at, at old classic car auction sites, and that was a huge sinkhole. Um, yeah. The pill web was very informative. Go to the page for it, Jeff. It, it's basically like two boats. Yeah. One on top of the other is 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 the kits. Oh, look at that! Yeah, yeah it's not the weirdest yeah. thing. Yeah, that's such a weird thing. Anyway, yeah, we cool. went down a rabbit hole looking up the history of it. Um, Farman is a company. Uh, this was actually, I believe, this was actually done due to a bet, if I recall, if I'm thinking back now. Um, yeah, and it looks like a bet. Yeah, so it was like, yeah. It was it was it 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 was kind of crazy. Um so anyway. All right, that is all the news from Scale Mist that's fit to print and line the birdcage with. Now let's talk about something completely different. Our good friend Steve at Cult TV Man and what he's doing for the new year. Here we go. Happy January. Here we are back again with what's new from our good friend Steve at Cult TV Man and culttvmanshop.com, your source for all very cool sci-fi, fantasy, and all sorts of other neat things. You never know what you're going to find. So let's look at what's new on their website today. I see the International Space Station from Ravel. The 125th anniversary in 1 to 144 scale is going to be released soon. You can, or it's on back order, but you can uh, join the waiting list for that. Looks like a nice looking kit. We also have the new Aston Martin DB5 from Mavell from James Bond 007 Goldfinger. 124 scale, that's on back order. You can join the waiting list as well. And then a couple that are in stock, of course, the classic Ed Roth Ratfink from Atlantis. Uh, in stock right now, 19 Dollars, you guys uh, will be well familiar with that. Also, Ed Roth's Dragnut from Atlantis, twenty-two ninety-nine, and then a few more Ravel releases. We have the Mandalorian, the N one Starfighter, one twenty-four from Ravel Germany, that's on back order. Um, and then we've also got the Man Mandalorian, the Bounty Hunter, one ninth scale from Ravel Germany, that's now available. And also a couple of kits I'm waiting to see from Dune from Mung, the Harkonnen and the uh, Atreides Ormithopters and the Spice Harvester. Uh, these are mini kits, but they look like they're going to be a lot of fun too. Looking down, we've also got uh, Tom Daniel Sidewinder Custom Showrod, 125th scale. And of course, the Art of Ron Gross, the 2024 calendar. Uh, he's a lot of Lost in Space and Erwin, Erwin Allen productions. So definitely some cool things there. And of course, all sorts of other cool things. So make sure you check them out at culttvmanshop.com and tell them the Scale Model Podcast sent you. Okay, time for our feature on what's on the bench. So I'm just about done the weathering of the Musaru Cup. Had a lot of fun last week doing it. 
finally decided on the smaller base, having some fun with the various weathering materials. And I have started on the next one, the YF-21. I think that's going to be my IPMS London one-year build, Jeff, because I didn't, I didn't start that until after the new year. Uh, yeah. That's the latest Macross one. I'm going to do another RCAF. What if it's going to be a de Havilland machine? I've decided. I just got to come up, come up with a name. Uh, only started on the uh, cockpit so far. Not not much work. Okay, Frank. How about you? What have you been up to? By the way, folks, if you've never followed some of Frank's Facebook page and that, we don't know where he gets the time. We're convinced there's either two Franks or or he has a he has a time spinner because I don't know how he produces the number of kits he does. Uh, it's efficiency. I just thank That's God it. it's not. I'm, thank God it's not two francs. I'm a, yeah. <laughs> that would be scary. Um, I just completed. I so for Christmas I got a I got a, a trumpeter E100, uh, which is a almost a paper Panzer because there were some uh, one or two chassis actually built. It looks like a, a smaller version of the mouse. Um, mm -hmm. Great kit. Everyone's like, oh my God, you built it so fast. I mean, it's it's four sprues. It took more time <laughs> to sand the wheels than to build the kit. <laughs> Um, and I did it sort of as a, I call it the duplex because it's that big. Um, so that came out really well. I, I tried something new with that one, making it look like it had concrete on it, like urban fighting. And so I caved, I was looking at it. It was saying names, uh, hanging out with Stuart and with Peter One and, of us. One and of the us. last, and the last of the, the, the RT magazine, where there was a great article, two articles on, on Macross. I said, yes. you know, I was at Neo Tokyo, our, our local purveyor of all things, Mr. Hobby. And, you know, I was looking at it and it looked kind of cool. So I did it. I bought a, I bought the VSO and um, it, it's a Macross kit. So I've started it. I started it yesterday. Uh, it's, it's Hasegawa. So uh, it's my first Hasegawa build. It's nice, great plastic. And, uh, but, it's an airplane ish and you got to paint in steps, not like what we armor guys do. So mm -hmm. I also started uh, 148 uh, Suyata Panther full interior. Okay. So uh, that's beautiful. The molds are gorgeous. I ended up getting that from uh, uh, actually from Glenn Colley, our friend at IPMS Ottawa. Mm -hmm. We had a presidential summit and I walked away with the Suyata kit. And, Funny uh, how that happens. Yeah, it happens. Mm -hmm. So uh, I got those two on the go right now, and I'm 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 stoked. I'm looking forward to this weekend when I get more time to start working. That's on good. This you you realize now, Frank, that because you know Terry's done that, I've done them. Oh, we just one more person. We gotta we we, we gotta get down to Neo Tokyo and get him a Macross Valkyrie kit. It, well, you Ooh, know, it it was it was Anthony's build at the show at our show yeah. uh, at our club meeting. That I was like, you know, I mean, yeah, I saw how he gorgeous. did at Wonderfest, but it was beautiful. I said, you know what? Mm -hmm. That's worth an effort. Like, I'm going to give a shot. I mean, I'm not even going to come close, but it's just, it looked so cool. And that's my, my litmus. Yeah, right? I know. I've got a pile of them. I, I love them. They're just so fun to do. And again, I'm doing, having a lot of fun doing the fictional art. This will be my second Valkyrie in the fictional, a fictional. Yeah. Art. And those VF Zero Phoenixes are, they're really nice kits. Yeah. Now, now the other one, Peter, you know, because, you know, like we always talk about having our crack dealers. So Frank has a crack <sighs> dealer. 
Ed, yeah. Ed, Ed Kubiak, Ed. Yeah. Um, who used to uh, run the barrel store, but he's still got a ton. So anytime Ed comes to calling, but also Peter, Peter's my crack dealer for Ball Creek kits, and he's becoming that that for Frank. And apparently Peter says there's a chance they might be re-releasing re, re the Valkyrie with the Radome and the Fast Packs this year. Um, I'm trying to remember the model number, but that's the, Elin, the Elin Seeker. Yep, yep, that's one. Yeah, there's there's several versions of yeah. that. The VF11 has one. I think the 20, yeah, the 25 yeah. has. I, I also has one, radomes. So you could do a whole series yeah, of those. Yeah, I wouldn't mind one without the fast facts, but I'll take it with. The, there's one that looks like it's got like shuriken blades in it uh, <laughs> in the radome. I always like that looked cool. Yeah, it's a 25. That's yeah, it's a split cool. radome. Yeah, that's pretty and cool. And by the way, not to be outdone, Peter is also now my daughter's crack dealer huh. because she's completely into manga. Yes. Yeah, well, and that's so, what I'm saying. It's a great, it's a great store. You can yeah. you and your daughter, especially, but your son can your son can pick up some stuff too. Oh, absolutely. You know, and then you go off to game chamber and you know, do the rest. Exactly. <laughs> we do. Oh, it's we do. Oh, it does. <laughs> Well, no, that 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 just means mom gets a break from the three of you. Sure, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. All right. We'll go with All right, Jeff. How about you, my friend? Well, I finished the SR seventy five penetrator in one forty eight scale from testers for my grandson's Christmas present. Awesome, awesome finish. He was very pleased with it. He couldn't believe it. His, his jaw just dropped because it's kind of has that impact on you. Yep. Size. It's the same size as him, basically, and. Um, but it's a ceiling hanger, and so it has been hung from his ceiling. I'll send you a picture of that. Uh, and uh, he, he's, he was over the moon for it. I was actually pretty proud of it. I, I kind of like that uh, experience of trying to do the shaded colors from white all the way to yeah. To and you, it was brilliant. fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Yeah. And so I, I was, I was not displeased with how that turned out. And then in the process, I got kind of hooked on simple kits. So I picked up, I had picked up this at last year's Heritage Con, the Lindbergh. Issue of the oh yeah, I remember yep. you got that. Yep, and it's it's just such a bright red, sharp fifties vintage thing, with a with a yellow tractor and trailer and launch trailer and everything. And, ah, that could be fun. What the hell? So that's what I'm working on now, just to play around with it. And I have got the handy page 0400 sitting up on blocks as I stare at it, trying to figure <laughs> out how the hell am I going to rig this mother? Uh, because I started trying to get the like to super glue some of the rigging into into place on the bottom wing before I match the wings together and do all that and it's just a, it's not yeah. an easy no Jeff, yeah. that's that's not one of the redos you got is it which the one, one? The, yeah it is it's one of, okay. it, it, it's two actually because Stuart was helpful uh, in giving me another another kit <laughs> thank you Stuart no problem that, uh, of the old four hundred because I was missing a few parts from the first one the first I recall one. yeah yeah. Yeah, but it's, it, I mean, it looks good for a redo, yeah. uh, and it's an opportunity to play around with different weathering effects. And I still haven't really got to working on that tank you gave me, Frank. It was uh, it's sitting there right beside the 0400, you know, daring me to to, to have added. some weathering effects on it. Yeah, you'll be yeah, right. you'll yeah. Be. That's me. That's me. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, Terry, how about you? Uh, I'm gonna make a push to get this um, Haskell Rigolt done. Mm -hmm. um, that's one of the bad guys in Macross. One of the, uh, uh, the it's just the regular one. It's not the, not not any of the other ones. So, it, it it's not as nice as say a Bandai kit. So uh, there's some f seam filling to go. Most of the seams are just just seams, right? Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but there are some feral gaps on it. So I'm going to have to work on that. And they're very visible places. So getting some work done. Um, I want to start getting the decks painted up or the markings on the decks for that Gamelon Lambda carrier, mm -hmm. all four decks of that, because those have to be painted before you can start building the ship around it. Yep. Yeah, so then you got to mask those so you can actually take them, take the masks off after it's painted. Right. After yeah, when they're all Peter's, sandwiched in there. Yep. After seeing Peter <laughs> Faze, I'm really looking forward to seeing you. Yeah, it should be interesting. And I, yep. I did um, pull out the Halberd models, <laughs> XP47H and the and the uh, Tamiya kit for uh, yes. the parts, right? Yeah. Just to see how well it, it all holds together. Yeah. And and they do a great job. I mean, nice. Halberd continues. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, Tom Cleaver had just recently finished one up. Right. And it, it really, it looks like a great white shark or a Mako or something. Yeah. So I can't nice. imagine not putting some sort of shark mouth under that um, yep. exactly. intake. It just calls for it. Yeah, so uh, I, I think I'll probably do this in a fictional operational scheme. Cool. And just do that and then wait for their P47 or XP82 kit to arrive, which I got noticed that it has shipped. <laughs> and that's an even bigger brute. So this thing had the 16-cylinder Allison engine in it. And the XP82 has the four banked engine the super corsair uses right, the right. 28 cylinder engine in it <laughs> and they the lightened that one up one. too they exactly. pulled guns out of it the thing was a jet killer a beast a beast yeah excellent very good all right moving on uh what we're reading these days this is our ongoing series of interesting things um i do put links on to amazon so if you do decide to purchase um make sure uh you do that and that gives a little bit a couple of cents to us to the podcast uh like i said um for those following along uh jeff just put the picture of the of the penetrator in his son's <laughs> room looks good looks good um so i started with i'm still working on coming of age in the milky way by timothy ferris it's kind of an overall history of uh astronomy physics and some of the characters involved about three quarters of the way through. I didn't do as much reading over the holidays as I thought. Um, but yeah, getting through it. It's a good book. I enjoy his work. And then um, New Year resolutions and all that. This one's called Clear Thinking, Turning Ordinary Moments into Extraordinary Results by Shane Parrish. I followed Shane's, I've subscribed to Shane's newsletter for a few years. He's got some simple and good things to try and, uh, you know, get you on target with goals and that. I've literally only read the introduction, so I just started that last night. Okay, and Frank, Frank, you're reading an author we're very familiar with, I see here. Well, yeah, I, I, I just put another link on. It's it's hard to see, yep, but I had I had bought a book called called The International Brigades, Fascism, Freedom, and the Spanish Civil War. Mm. Amazing. This guy actually interviewed the last two surviving members of international brigades. Mm -hmm. So from the Spanish Civil War. They're they're all gone now. So that's that's history. So I read that. Uh, just crazy, right? Just yep amazing stories and just fascinating history so now um i picked up the spanish civil war by anthony beaver i like i like him he does good books so this one is uh uh it's a shorter read it's, it's good and then uh, uh i'm also reading um george harrison on george harrison so there's these 
series of books called Interviews and Encounters. And what it is, is uh, these editors are taking all these ads, uh, not ads, sorry, all these uh, interviews, magazine articles, radio interviews, just transcribing them. And I like George Harrison. Mm -hmm. Like He's <laughs> probably my favorite Beatle. Um, just the person that he was and, and you know, I love the fact that he was called the quiet beetle and he's like, well, the only reason I was quiet is because I had bronchitis and they told me not to talk before the show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and just, and his whole search for spirituality and things like that. So, uh, and, and his experimenting and pushing boundaries. So I just, it, and it's great because you can take it, you know, read it for 10 minutes, one article, put it down, come back and, and pick it up again. So, uh, I am a ridiculously voluminous reader. Like I go through books like crazy. So right now, Spanish Civil War, my military history, I built a, uh, a um, Russian armored car, the BA-3. Mm. I made a Russian armored car that was given to the Republicans, but was taken over by the nationalist kit. And it actually, we had it at our show. I think I got a silver. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. yeah so that mm. was, you know, and that's where my inspiration comes from. I read these history books and then oh, I want to build that. So yeah, it's uh so those are my books for right now. Very cool. All right, Jeff. Yeah. Well, I got the, a couple of books for Christmas. One of which was uh, one that's, I know, I know it's being made into a movie now. Uh, it's called the wager, a tale of shipwreck, mutiny and murder by David Grant. And David Grant, uh, he wrote the lost city of Z or Z, depending on which country you're in, which was a fantastic book. And I highly recommend it. Mm -hmm. And he's, he also wrote um, Killers of the Flower Moon, which, of course, is recently made into a Scorsese film. So um, he's just a really good writer. He has interesting topics. He obviously looks around for an interesting topic and then he goes mm -hmm. deep into it. And The Wager is a story about um, a, uh, a, a British, uh, a British uh, Royal Navy ship that was part of a squadron that tried to sail around Tierra del Fuego to hassle a Spanish uh, uh, ship way back in the 1400s and uh, the squadron got uh, separated as they went through the roaring 50s and um, the wager was shipwrecked and it, the thing that makes it interesting and I haven't got that far in the book yet so I just know this from the notes and the thing that makes the story interesting because I mean there were lots of shipwrecks at the time mm -hmm. is that um, after the what happened after the shipwreck the, uh, the surviving crew um, mutinied and Amongst the the ones that mutinied, uh, took a took a boat or rebuilt a boat or whatever, fly to the Phoenix and sailed it back to England. Hmm. And and they got there and they told their story of intrepid mariners who had just done everything wonderful and they were fantastic. <laughs> and um, and two weeks later, two months later, a second boat arrived Oops. with the rest of the guys. <laughs> Oops. Awkward. <laughs> they had a very different story about the first guy. <laughs> And then there was a big royal inquiry and everything. And anyway, so I haven't. It's it's got a it's got the the, the ship story like master and commander, which yeah. I've just it's, I've just finished. They literally just we just got shipwrecked, and then eventually it ends up in like a courtroom drama. So I'm kind of really looking forward to, to keeping plowing through this book. It's just it's going very quickly. Let's put it that way. It's a good read. Law and Order, Royal Navy. Wow. <laughs> I keep it was terrible because uh, my one of my son in law's favorite movies is Master and Commander with Russell Crowe. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. too. I mean, I could sit there and watch that with the sound, full surround sound. And yep. It's just it's one of the best movies for sound. Um, 
but it's also got damn sea shanties in it. And the problem with those sea shanties is once you get one in your, your head, you can't get it. <laughs> and so for the whole the whole Christmas holiday, my damn son-in-law was singing this stupid sea shanty, and I just I, it's, it's there, it's glued <laughs> in my brain. Yeah. Excellent. That's me. All righty, Terry. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm back at reading the second Elric book. I'll probably uh, not read the third one for a while, but do a nonfiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't read since Ed Young's book. I haven't read any nonfiction because um, the volume 17 of the slime books came out. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as slime. They're doing wow. novellas now to flesh out the universe a little bit more before he makes a push to the the final story arc. Um, I'm also still reading uh, the Preacher graphic novels. Oh, yeah. I usually read a volume of that before bed. Good, good. Um, trying to figure out if it actually is in the same universe as any of the other Garth Ennis books. And I haven't figured it quite out yet. Hmm. Okay. Or and that's just adjacent. And that second Elric book, that's that's uh, Stormbringer Eyes. Stormbringer. Yeah. 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 Very good book. Remember, I haven't read that in a long time, but that was a good one as well. Yeah, um, it's it's. It's, I don't want to say more coherent from the first one, but his style definitely settles down a bit. Yeah, definitely. By this one, definitely. I think he's, I think he's either on better drugs or less drugs. Well, they were, they weren't published as novels. Remember, no. they're serialized and published as, as, as that way in different books, yeah, magazines, that. that kind of thing. Yeah, I still think he had better drugs for the second one. <laughs> Maybe. All right. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about, you know, a guy who I don't think uses any drugs, as far as I know. Uh, Sean, Sean's Custom Model Tools. Let's see what uh, he has to say. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's Custom Model Tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is... uh, purposely designed for the microscale set and sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95, you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base, and they actually have little magnets on it, so it helps keeps them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time, and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman Model Super Sanding Blocks, namely the Value Pack Combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, Just an amazing set, Uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a sanding, super sanding block stand for it which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier, helps helps things keep it organized. The other thing too is they have, they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes. It's basically a 3D printed thing. You put spools of your tapes, it's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it. And it's a uh, really, really good design. Uh, so yeah, works out really well and yours for $19.95. So check out these and other amazing deals at SeansCustomModelTools.com and uh, also on Facebook and tell them that the Scale Model Podcast sent you. All right, we're back now. The moment we've all been waiting for. Dun, dun, dun. He's exhausted now so we can beat him yeah. down. We can <laughs> beat him down. That's There's the idea. More? 
That's oh, the idea. Airplane talk. Oh, oh this, see, now we got him. Okay, Frank. Uh, apparently, I heard a vicious rumor. You know, so so not only because I remember a while back there was this new guy in our club, and I thought, you know, I was president during COVID, and I thought, you know, this guy would be good for a leadership position, and I I basically said, hey, Frank, you want to be el 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 presidente, and uh, he checked with the boss at home, she who must be obeyed, and he said sure. And he's been yeah. doing a fine job as our club president. Um, and then the next thing I know, he's talking to uh, one of our members who's also on the IPMS Canada executive. And then I hear he's secretary. And then the next thing I know, he's now secretary and president. But apparently, like you said, uh, pre-interview, it's a bloodless coup. So, uh, Frank, you are now, and it's, I guess it's the director, right? We don't call it president of IPMS Canada. Yeah, the title is National Director. National me. Director. So yeah. we're going to make sure he doesn't confuse his El Presidente title in London with National Director. We'll try. Well, and... That's why I just went with the unified title, as you can see on the screen. El Jefe, yes. El Jefe. El Jefe. I see. Was, he was calling himself Papa Doc for a while, too. We decided to ignore him at that point. So tell us a little bit. Uh, IPMS Canada, they've been around for a while. Uh, what made you decide to uh, step up? Because I didn't have a, I wasn't pointing a bayonet behind you. No, you weren't. No, you did influence me painfully uh, to become the president. I was like, you know, maybe I'll get in. Your, yeah, please, yeah, do please, it. it. And then please. you got Jeff on board and he was nice to me for a while. And he said, come on. And then, uh, yeah, for a while, let's not Just go too while. far. Yeah. No, no, it ended as soon as I stepped up. That's right. Yeah. You know, um, I, I've been an IPMS member since I joined IPMS Ottawa back. I guess I came back into the hobby around 05. We'd had the last two kids. And so um, money was better. So we, you know, got back in the hobby uh, from scratch and was with IPMS Ottawa. Great gang of guys and uh, thoroughly enjoyed my time with them. And with Capcom and, and just, you know, going to those meetings, uh, I moved, uh, I moved to St. Catharines. There wasn't a, there's a club now out of Brock, but there wasn't at the time that I was there, at least I couldn't find it. Uh, so it was a little gap, came here, went hunting, found the club, went to my first free meeting, uh, had a great time, actually ended up going with one of our members, um, when he went to the uh, Legion hall during remembrance day. So Thank helped you. out there. And uh, it was good. And uh, then I kind of had to stop just because <laughs> I was working during the club meeting. So that kind of curtailed my visits. But COVID helped. It was great to have the, the Zoom. You know, Stuart, you were quick to embrace. Hey, let's let's do it this way. And uh, um, liked it. I liked it a lot because I uh, started doing this on Facebook with some Facebook pages. I'm a member of one of the clubs said, hey, let's let's hold a little room chat. So started going on weekends uh, in the afternoon for little build rooms. Now, um, like some of our club members, I attend a few of them. I pop around here and there and, and uh, I get to meet, talk to guys all over the world and uh, um, just got more engaged. And, you know, the kids don't need me. So I wanted something more to do. So it's time to give back. And I thought, well, let's get the, let's get, let's volunteer with the club. You'd been, you're doing a lot. You were, you were definitely getting real busy and, and i listen to the podcast and i like the product that you have on this podcast with the guys so uh, stepped up tried to offer what i could it was a bit of a learning curve right the new guy a lot of the members didn't know me and uh 
Uh, but it was great fun um, so far for the last year. Uh, we've made a few changes, changing the venue, which is, uh, I think, uh, really going to help. Our numbers are astronomical. And I think one of the things that, that really set it off was Carrie Trainer, the uh, chapter member liaison, spoke at, at one of our meetings and said, uh, from all the chapters he's dealt with, he's, he, he says, we had the most diverse chapter he's ever seen. Mm-hmm. because there's no one discipline that kind of takes over. Ottawa, there was a lot of airplanes. Uh, you know, Glenn Colley was the sub guy. And then um, myself and a couple others, we were the tank guys. And that was really it out of, a, out of meetings that had 20, 30 people in them. I came to ours and it's, it's sci-fi, Gundam, automotive, trucks, motorcycles, aircraft, uh, armor, dioramas, uh, Warhammer figures, everything. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. And seeing this work, we have some amazing builders uh, in, in our club, some real artists. Uh, um, George springs to mind right away, right? This, mm-hmm. uh, the Velvet Fog is just amazing with what he does. Uh, um, and, and, you know, that just kept me getting more and more stoked and, and more sort of caught up in it. And it's it's uh i decided you know carrie said they needed they needed some help he says you know the national could use some some new people to come in we're really looking for some engagement and volunteering seems to be on the decline so i figured okay i'll step up and i met the new cml that's replacing carrie alan lusick out of saskatchewan we hit it off in a conversation and i said okay so i I came to a meeting uh my first meeting uh, Mark Handel was like, uh, I'm out, got a new one. I'm out because I didn't want to be in, um, uh, like a director at large. Um, I, if I'm going to volunteer, I want to do something. So, um, yeah, he stepped down. So I said, yeah, sure. It's, it's I mean, it, really it's minute taking and, and, and that's easy because we use zoom and zooms AI transcript is pretty good. So I don't have to type too much. I just use the zoom transcript yep. a day later. Uh, but, um, I think the secretary's resignation caught a lot of them off guard because uh, started talking to the national director and, and Bob Migliardi has been doing this for a long time. It's, it's his second kick uh, at being the national director. And, and uh, you know, he kind of had, he says, I, I, I'm, I would like to move on. I'd like to stop. He's still engaged. He's still running BT. He's still the editor and, and helping with RT. So, uh, but he wanted to step back. So I said, yeah, I'll step up. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to. Uh, the only other new member had already stepped up. So uh, um, we had a conversation via email. And then my second national meeting where I'm starting to take minutes, the first point of order was Bob announcing he's done and I'm, I'm stepping up. So um, I'm interested, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I've got some ideas. Um, I've got, some things I'd like to do. I've talked to a few of the executive members and, and uh, I'd really like to see uh, help IPMS Canada go to the next level. You know, there's 632 members, which is great. I didn't realize there were that many, Mm -hmm. Um, but I think with some engagement, with some social media, which I do a lot of, um, I figured uh, maybe we can get some more, 
more engagement. And I think what also triggered it was our show. I've never run a show. I've never been part of a show. Our show was great. It was a success. We, we, we did, I really was very proud of what we did. Um, but it was dealing with all the genres and, and just seeing what we had at the show and being involved with modelers from, from, from everywhere. Uh, people that we know from different shows in Southwest Ontario, the GT area, but even beyond, uh, you know, guys coming up from Detroit with their cars and stuff. And, and uh, uh, what I saw was there and I realized, you know, we can make it better then that's what I'm going to try to do. So that's, you know, baby steps, but I'm, I'm going to try to increase the engagement. I have the time and the energy, I think, um, to get out there and, and beat the drum for a, a hobby that has been very good to me because uh, I was in a car accident, actually, uh, I think it was uh, 09, January 1st, 09. My entire family, we were in a motor vehicle collision, right? I, I, I had some injuries, uh, my hands weren't doing so well. I built a T34 diorama, which helped keep me flexible and helped as the healing process. And, and uh, you know, I worked for 25 years in the fire industry, as two different fire departments. So the hobby helped with stress. It helped with an escape, put your mind on hold for a couple hours. Um, so, uh, you know, that's, that's, it's been beneficial to me in that respect. And, and it's been beneficial to me because I moved out here. I know nobody. And now I have these friends with a common interest, which has made my circle all the better uh, and made me feel better. So, um, yeah, that's the kind of stuff that's happened over the last couple of years. Uh, and uh, so I want to be able to bring what I felt was a benefit to me to more people. I want to get I want to get word of the hobby out there. I want to engage our membership. We get a great magazine. I love the RT. Because I'm on the executive, we get sort of PDF copies of other club, other IPMS magazines. The last one I saw was IPMS Austria mm-hmm. and uh, um, great magazine, but it really shows just how amazing RT is. Uh, mm-hmm. Darren from uh, the plastic, I think this is uh, Mojo. The, I don't know, can't remember Darren. Plastic He's, Model Mojo. Plastic Model Mojo. We were talking about RT. He pulls up his copy. And I'm like, that's the copy that I read that damn article about Macross. And here I am with one now at home, uh, you know, all the richer for it. But the fact that guys down there are getting it, uh, the BT, same thing is fantastic. I really enjoy getting that. And so I thought they're doing this. Let's do some more engagement. Let's do, you know, what IPMS UK does. What's on your workbench, getting the membership to bring forward and, and share, um, you know, perhaps uh, open some more dialogue. Mm-hmm. good or bad get some feedback but engage the the engage our 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 chapters i mean we're we're a big country we're widespread you know we've got 10 chapters uh all over uh spread across canada and it'd be nice to get a little bit of a connection and then start reaching out to like the other the other hobbies the other genres we have macross and gundam and figures like i said in our shows and uh, I want to start seeing that we introduced that like we had specific categories to engage other hobbies, other genres in our hobby with uh, with our show. And we had a turnout. We had folks show up and I thought that was fantastic. And I'd like us to bring that out forward too, right? And, and, and open it up to to all those wonderful Gundam makers that are out there that, you know, if nothing else, give them another avenue to to show show what they do and share. Because I, I've learned techniques 
from from those other genres that I use in mine. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I told you just over Christmas, I'm sitting on the couch, everyone's asleep, I'm on YouTube, and I start watching those wacky 40k guys and how they're yeah. using inks, right? Mm-hmm. So now I did a I did an article which hasn't been published yet. I wrote an article for the for RT. I used inks for weathering on on a stoop kit. I you know I wanted to try it and and it looks pretty cool to me. I, I um, baby steps, but it made me go to Game Chamber and buy three more sets of ink <laughs> of a different brand to try out Liquitex versus uh, I bought AK inks to see yeah. how they how they work right. So. Um, but that's something I got from 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 the miniature guys, and and so uh, I want to talk about that and share about that and get that into RT and you know what are we learning from others and what what's what's coming forward and and, and uh, just so making the you, hobby better. So what do you you know just talking a little bit of a segue there, you yep. know we've we've seen what happens we've seen the good and the bad yeah. with other IPMS or, or or organizations particularly in the last year or so. What are some challenges you foresee? with IPMS Canada going forward? Well, I mean, I think there's things we do right. I think there's things we do wrong and that we can improve. Uh, I don't have all the answers. When I used to work and I was a supervisor, you know, I'd have staff come up to me and say, you know what's wrong? Well, no, I don't need to know what's wrong. I know what's wrong, but but what's the solution? Because I can't come up with every answer for every problem. I need help. So what's your solution? So I, I take, I'll take the criticism, you know, open debate. That's good. But if you're going to come to me with a problem, you're going to come to me with a bitch. Come with me with the answer too, or at least what you think the answer is. And let's see if we can try to make it work. Um, Social media for good or for bad. It's, it's got, it's got both sides of that coin. Uh And, you know, it's, it's like Spider-Man. There's a lot of great power, a lot of great responsibility. Um, So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not shy about getting into that, um, but uh, we'll see what happens. We're not very engaged in social media, and I'm looking to increase that uh, with with our executive to engage and just get members to share and, and, and talk. We don't have some of the issues that our, our brothers and sisters down in the U.S. have right now, um, but then we have challenges that, uh, you know, IPMS UK is probably not dealing with or differences that IPMS New Zealand or Australia have. So we all have our unique challenges. I find ours is distance and cost, right? I I mean, I love Andy, but nothing teed me off more than three Hetzer kits for that ridiculous price of his. And uh, I would have bought him in a heartbeat. There's no way I can get him here for a decent cost, right? Because it's so expensive to ship from the U.S. Customs brokerage, yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, I shook my it's fist even, at them. It's not even just customs brokerage anymore. The shipping costs alone are insane. Yeah, they're prohibitive. So, I mean, I yeah. know for us, the UK and Australia is is are good options. And and you guys know, uh, like when Mama Bear releases the wallet, I hit all our stores because we're oh, blessed. Yeah. yeah, we are. London's London's got enough bricks and mortar to satisfy most scale modelers, at least you know pretty quickly. So I hit them all. Yeah. I, I do, I do Dundas. Then I go see, I go see our friend, Steve Marshall and uh, I go see Richard and, you know, I do the big loop. So the kids like coming with me because it involves usually Tim Hortons and McDonald's when <laughs> we do the big loop. But uh, uh, you know, uh, 
I, I, I mean, I right out right before Christmas, I, I needed a liquid refill, right? Paint, glue, putties. I did this. I did the loop. Two hundred fifty bucks later, and a macross kit ended one, up in your and a macross in a pear tree. tree. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So you know, um, <laughs> there'll be a lot of work to do. I'm not going to rush into it. We, we like, you know, I like to fix one thing at a time, or at least try to find a solution. So. Let's get out there. Let's engage the members and and uh, and 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 talk. You know, Excellent. one example is IPMS has got a judging a guideline to help if you're having a show, and it talks about first, second, third. Well, I, I'd like to also post help in judging if some clubs choose to go GSB instead, because that's a very viable alternative, right? The Gooms guys do it, and out wests and 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 uh we're looking at doing that for our next show potentially here in london uh so let's let's provide that support and guidance to clubs or members out there just to say hey there's an alternative to how you do your show uh, or how you judge or or, or uh, look at kits in your show um you know i love the sigs out of the uk i think that's fantastic i'd like to see us embrace the principle of having sigs mm-hmm uh, I think that would be awesome. I know I was talking to Jeff. Um, he was telling us that he's got 5,500 square feet of space just for display. Is not Nats? at Nats, not for judging, just display over 5,000 square feet That's just awesome. for people to bring displays, including SIGs. If there's any SIGs, they're, they're, they're being engaged to come on down. Yep. I think that's what's going to be good with the Madison crew. Uh, Jeff or Terry, do you have any questions for our esteemed L, Jeff A, Papa Doc? Whatever. Well, I think, yeah, I, mean, I think it's, we're, we're at a kind of a turning point, I think, hopefully, uh, in, in IPMS. I mean, I have no, no real involvement, right? Beyond, beyond membership, I don't really do that much for it. But all the stuff that's gone down uh, here in the U.S. and it sounds like a more positive vibe up in in Canada, which I know doesn't really surprise anybody. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see us um, try to use you know the social media and such for, for good, not just beating each other up. Um, I'm involved with Starship Modeler and online. It, it's so much crap on Facebook. That you know, I, I wish you luck if you if you dive that way. Find a good cadre of of volunteers to keep an eye on that stuff for you, just to let you know when it slides off the rails. Yeah, the, it will. I, I'm I'm an, an admin on a few groups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I run my own uh, I run my own Instagram and Facebook page for just my kits because I, I I don't always put it on my own Facebook. So I created uh, at at Model Logger right as my mm. model page. Um, to post my stuff at and um, but those other groups there's there's a good crew of moderators yeah and I know that that is key especially you know all the all the fiber guys that keep showing up right now that's the that's the latest is I don't know if you guys have seen that or if or Terry you'll you'll see it in your group because uh, I go to Starship Modeler it's active and mm-hmm. it's a great group but the fiber guys which is the the I will print 3D for you oh yeah. yeah, all the stolen files. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Oh, this so much of it's pirated. Yeah, just presume it's pirated. 
Yeah, some guy yeah. on uh, on the scale model critique group just went and posted that he's got all the Verlinden files. He paid ten bucks for like a terabyte of everything that Verlinden. Uh -huh. right. Not the group to go and and no. say that on yeah. because they're gonna they're gonna rip them one. But I mean, you know, like uh, just yeah, I I believe in in uh, you know pay for. I've always been like that. You pay for what what you get, right? Pay pay mm -hmm. the author, pay the artist. Mm -hmm. um but yeah moderating will be the the hardest part so baby steps let's get yeah. the one facebook going cross post on instagram which seems to be more popular with with the younger group yeah start engaging getting some images up of, of members that are posting outside of what people think are our typical genres yeah and if you can get the, the cross pollination like we say i'm science fiction guy from way way back right and we we had always pretty much presumed that everyone was building star wars kits and star trek kits they just weren't bringing them yeah so all it takes is a, a little crew like like our tech mages group to come in there and win category win armor win aircraft categories and bring in all of this other stuff and like oh i do that too it's like bring it next time mm -hmm. let's, and let's break the categories and that's what i've done this this last year was was for me like i traditionally like so i i I love the armor, armor fighting vehicles. I'm an army brat. My dad was stationed with the Dragoon. So as a kid, I was always around, you know, the Leopard 1, APC, stuff like that. You sit my dad's command vehicle. He was an NCO. He had he had the uh, the M5, uh, 577 mm. uh, command APC. And and so that was that was my thing. I only made airplanes as a kid because that's all the Canucks had. Yeah. Um, it was Matchbox, Airfix, and the occasional monogram. So I did those. I did the Matchbox little diorama ones a bit, but... Yep. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered Timia. It's it like it's like wow. It's like my first dirty magazine. It was amazing, and uh, <laughs> uh, I did those. But in the last year, I because of our club, I I like I I bought a Gundam and I put together a Gundam kit. I couldn't tell you what it's called. It's at my desk at work, and people comment <laughs> on it. And then I did my first aircraft since 1982. I did a Stuka in 172nd scale. I was very pleased with that. Uh, and then I did another Gundam because I got it last Christmas and. I did uh, a blitz build. I did a, a Nazi UFO because there's a niche. Uh, I did the uh, the, the big <laughs> yeah the Hanabao from Squadron, which was massive. Um, so a uh, couple, you know, and then I, I, I broadening the horizons, grabbed the Macross kit. I've got four car kits I picked up over the year that randomly I will I want to try these different things out, right? I I really mm -hmm. like uh, expanding my horizons yeah. with these different kits. So, um, and and maybe I'll like something, and maybe I'll fall in love with the the, the Gundams are are definitely kind of cool. I got some ideas I want to do. I'm definitely enjoying that. I, I have not painted mine yet. I've just assembled them and panel lined them to make them look pretty. But um, I have two I won at a raffle that i'm going to definitely start practicing my my uh, my paints i took some notes when blappy mm -hmm. talks and uh i'm, I'm going to do some glossy finishes very so, good yeah so if this old fart can start expanding his boundaries yeah. and doing this stuff exactly it's this. your hobby yeah. have fun exactly. yeah that's all it is all right okay mr secretary of ipms london do you have any questions for el presidente of our organization and the bigger one well, I'll say right off the bat that Frank has been a great president for IPMS London, even though I will tear him a new one whenever I get a chance, just because he does the same to me. And that's, the, exactly. that's, what, that's what love looks like in this. Yes, that's what it does. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. But, um, 
but really, I think that I think everything you're saying, Frank, is on the right path. I do think I will do a shout out to um, to Steve Solvay of IPMS Canada, who has done an outstanding job editing uh, Random Thoughts RT, the the paper journal, and um, I've worked with him a couple of times writing. I know you have Frank uh, writing articles, but he needs more writers and he needs uh, a, a more variety of topics that uh, he can stick in, sort of to build up uh, yeah. uh, a, a, a bunch of pictures, a bunch of stories for the future. So any of you out there, if you have something you think would be interesting, please contact IPMS Canada, uh, contact Steve. He would love to hear from you. He is a great editor. He will help uh, anybody. If you don't think you can write, all of a sudden you're going to look like you can. And that's, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, um, free advice. It's really good for your ego to write something and have it published in something. It just it mm -hmm. makes you feel good about yourself. And it's a weird feeling. Um, <clears throat> you don't brag about it, but it just feels good to see your stuff in a magazine with other gut stuff who's got whose work uh other guys whose work other people whose work you really really uh admire um so it's worth doing uh it's worth taking a little step out of your comfort zone and giving it a shot and frank if you have a technique or if you have anything that you think other people might appreciate contribute to the cause it's worth doing and as frank says i think contribute to the cause across the spectrum of modeling not just planes not just tanks not just cars not just anything whatever you are interested in we can all learn from it and we can exactly. all learn from each other. Exactly. It's kind of My history with the hobby has been, I may be a bit naive. Like I have never had the experience of rivet counters or um, I haven't really noticed it at least. Maybe I just uh, I'm ignorant of it, but I haven't noticed people who are sort of so locked into their category. Most of the people I know because of, of the London club, frankly, uh, most people I know who model, Try different techniques. Try different categories. Try just—it's whatever turns their crank at a given time. Uh, like me, I got a three-foot-long Hindenburg sitting on on top of my shelf here that I have to finish. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I just—I thought it would be cool. Let's try and make that for a change. So I really think that's my like. I don't just make one category. I make all kinds of different things, and I like reading about modelers who make all kinds of different things. Mm -hmm. The one thing I really my challenge, my personal challenge, I might even try it this year, is figures. Yeah, yeah. To, to me, that's really art, you know? There's a lot of art there because the paint is what brings um, emotion to the cat, to the to the figure, and it needs work. You really need to know what you're doing. And so I think I could learn a lot from doing that, and I might be interested in taking a shot at that. So, I'm sure. I'm interested in that too. And, you know, you mentioned like, for example, rivet counters, right? It's, it's the bane, but no, you know what? There's a place for that. There are people out there that love that level of detail. That's great. Mm -hmm. But when you're going to critique someone's work, or if you're going to, you know, when you put it out there and you want to make a comment, not everyone is the same thing. Not everyone is into that, right? Like I, I am a good enough modeler. I have said, I got a friend, Rob Adams. He runs the Model Makers Union out, out Medicine Hat. Rob and I, we are, like we call ourselves the redneck modeler sometimes because we're the guys that will go to the dollar store instead of spending 50 bucks, spend five if you can. But we also do, ah, good enough. That's good enough. Like I'm, I'm building it for me, good enough. Um, but there are people out there that research, get, you know, they get drawings, they get everything you'd want and, hundred percent. I love seeing their work because it's spectacular. So detailed. 
They know everything about it. They could talk about it. You see the passion. But if I'm not that kind of a modeler, respect that. Yeah. And, and, you know, like uh, understand that, which is why, uh, you know, I know we're going to segue to this, but, you know, we're going to talk about a new personal hero of mine that, that kind of deals with that in, when they model. So I think there's a place for everyone who loves everything within the hobby from the rivet counter to the, 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 the person that takes a plastic, you know, the Tamiya plastic tiger tank that's basically in uh, yellow and just puts a big streak of red brown on it and says there it's camouflage what do you think <laughs> you know what did you have fun did you like it did you enjoy it did you learn anything you're going to do it again right on here, here. right and if it's questions like what could i do better then we can talk and sometimes it's stuff like you know if you're going to paint brush painting with tamia you got to use a bit of retardery for brush painting with tamia if you don't it's just not going to go away. you need that flow yeah. improvement for tamia paint or mm -hmm. you know are you, you going to use this, that these products will help you or, or, you know, you don't need to buy a Kalinske brush right away. There's a $15 pack of 18 brushes on Amazon that have been working for me for two years now. And, and you know, or buy a hundred eyebrow brushes on Amazon for 12 bucks yep. for, and you're good for the next two years with a detail paint or like all of us, Canadian tire spot glaze. Yeah, you know, why buy why buy the you can buy hobby putty you can buy this stuff for seven bucks and you'll use it for three years and so i think there's a place for all of that and that's what i want to embrace and you want a rivet count go right ahead but if i if i'm not into that respect that also yeah yeah you know when it comes to the, the term rivet counter when i when i use rivet counter i don't mean somebody who knows what they're talking about um i mean somebody who, who knows what they're talking about and is a jerk about it yes yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. And, and uh, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I and, mean, in, like in anything else in life, I, to me, you approach, you should approach everything from the point of view of being kind. And if you can do that, then most of the problems disappear really quickly. <laughs> it's, when yeah. you, it's when you're a bit of a jerk, then, then hackles get up and then the wars, flame wars exactly. start. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what a lot of people got to remember. And, you just have to be nice. And a lot of the stuff that's happening in this in, in the US with IBMS USA, it's not the the the, the six thousand members. It's it's a small minority that are very loud, like anything in social media. A, a mm -hmm. few voices, you know, basically yep. Yep. you know, drown out. And and I just I just I, I got enough negativity. If I've had enough negativity in my life, I don't I don't need it. I just I just Okay, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. like if I get comments that are inappropriate or, or I don't like, even from friends or family, you know, I got the kooky ant like everyone else does. There's a beautiful feature on Facebook it's called hide comment, and they don't even know you did it, but nobody else can see it. <laughs> just use it. Exercise exactly. your ability to edit. <laughs> you know, here, here. All right, that sounds like a good place to end it. Now, I know we're we're definitely going to have you back, and I know there's some rumors where you may be on a couple of other podcasts, so we look forward to hearing you there. Because um, you know, you may as well you may as well spread spread the love. Absolutely, I you know I I listen to you guys. Uh, the day the episode drops, I'm listening yep. in anytime. Happy to come back and 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 share some time with you guys who my friends so which awesome. makes it even better perfect okay uh let's move on things we've seen now i believe frank you and i talked about this last club meeting this, this is, is insane this is insane yeah so frank i'll let you uh i'll let you do the introductions because you found this and 
You were I, I we both saw, but you mentioned it first at the last yes. build night. So there's a there's a there's a gentleman who makes uh, uh, he does aircraft predominantly, and I I apologize if he ever listens. Uh, Suichi Hayashi, I believe, is his name, and that's how it's pronounced. And he does aircraft and <laughs> hyper. I, I like the term. It's hyper realistic. It's it's his his weathering is amazing. The quality of his builds, um, his detail work is remarkable. But the reason he becomes my personal hero is when the rivet counters, as defined by the Halen Dictionary 2024, uh, those people that can't help themselves from making those derogatory comments, um, you know, he just basically writes back, yeah, thanks. If you don't like it, don't come look at it. Or uh, I don't need you to inconvenience me, literally, uh, from mm -hmm. the translation, right? I don't need you, so go away. If, if all you want to do is, you know, uh, basically blast my work, I got no time for you. Go away. I love it. And, and, and the cool thing is like, he, like one thing he did was he did a, um, he didn't have 16 with the big, like there's this big streak down the middle and uh, that no crew chief would ever, right. That starts up again. They don't rust. And then meanwhile, people are like, well, actually that's the color of, I don't know what WD 440 jet fuel or whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then people start posting pictures of actual F 16s up in the air yeah. looking like that right you know and terry you'll know right that mm -hmm. picture of a greek uh yeah the greek corsairs oh, right yeah. yeah as an example uh rode hard and put away in the barn damp um yeah but his stuff when you look at it it's just it's gorgeous, gorgeous. it doesn't it's stay gorgeous. pristine for long no but it's his his yeah. response which is basically piss off Mm -hmm. You know, and, and he'll tell people, I don't care about your opinion. I'm just posting my work. You don't have to come here. Go away. And I think that's great. Yeah. And he's also got some books, which are just amazing. I know, kid. So yeah, yeah he, definitely check, oh. check them out. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's just so impressive. It's so impressive. I know. Kind of reminds oh. me of like what scale scribers work is very mm -hmm. similar. Yeah. Just a masterpiece. They take the time and just. Yeah. You know, quite often you look and you can't tell because his photography is excellent. You can't tell if this is the real thing or or his kit. That's what's that's what's, you know, and 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 again, you hear comments like Frank said, you know, you got one guy here with a picture. I was attached to the 56 Security Forces squadron and guarded F-16. So I've got to tell you, you've got this perfect. You know, <laughs> so hmm. when the sun, the weathering is superb. When the sun heats the fuel, it expands and leaks from the access caps on the top. This in terms collects dust and other things right at the base of the wings. And that's exactly what he's done. You know, and it's just, yeah, just absolutely gorgeous. So definitely check that out. Of course, we'll have that in the show notes. Okay. Uh, we are also sponsored by our good friend, and you'll like this, Frank, return to kit form. Uh, Brett and Chrissy have a site of us out of Australia, and they specialize in Macross kits and more importantly, canopy masking. Now, they have some wonderful products, uh, Macross stuff and canopy masks and all sorts of other stuff. They're also the non-North American distributor for Moscato Hobby Models kits. Now, um, 
Brett sent me a ton, a bunch of canopy masks. So if I have a one for your VF zero, because he they do make a a VF zero canopy mask. If I have one, Frank, I'll I'll I will get it to you. Oh, I've got you. a few extra because these are awesome. These are definitely a must, and they just make make life so much easier for some of those complex canopies. But if not, check out the store there. Uh, great stuff, great store. He's got uh, excellent blogs on how he's built up some of his kits over the years. Um, he did a five-part series on the standard, uh, on the standard, you know, VF1 Valkyrie. Called it the Sex Machine because it was on the uh, in the cartoon. Um, so yeah, definitely very cool. Well worth checking out. Uh, return the number two kitform.com. And of course, for more modeling podcast goodness, check out all the modeling podcasts. We have a list site set up at modelpodcast.com and you can see all the other podcasts there. Don't forget to leave us a positive review. We are also on Facebook, YouTube, and of course, our very own website, scalemodelpodcast.com, home of the web's best show notes. We've been told that, actually. <laughs> we have been told that. We also have merchandise at, at uh, Redbubble. And again, we've got our What We Like page. So definitely check those out. You will find the sh full show notes, um, including all the various links. Frank, I'm going to throw a link up to Model Logger if that's okay, uh, for the Facebook fans. Yeah. And uh, we will do that. So is there anything else I've missed, gentlemen? I don't think so. All right. Sounds good. So let's see if Frank remembers how we're going to do this now. So for the Scale Model <laughs> Podcast, my name is Stuart Clark. I'm Jeff Hyland. I'm Frank Donati. I'm Terry Measley reminding you to save up your loonies for your crack dealer. There's a lot of new releases this year. Oh, well. Oh, look at that. Huzzah. Look at that. <laughs> Huzzah. <laughs> Thank you and be well. <laughs>